Hello and welcome to the Miss Rolling In podcast. My name, as always, is Jacob, and as always, I'm joined by, as always, Joshua, as always, JJ, Jonah Armstrong, Jameson. Wow. JJ, how are you? What an intro that was. You smashed what that. What an intro. <laughs> Full of beans. <laughs> Full of beans. And we're back. I'm fine, Less by the way. Um, you never give me a chance to answer your question. I'm fine. How are you? I'm very good, mate. Here's the big question then. Fuck feelings. What are you drinking? Uh, I I'm not drinking anything at the minute. I'm I'm giving my liver a break as we're recording this. As I would I like to point out, quite a lot yesterday. That less than three hours ago, he sent me a selfie of him drinking a bottle of Stella. Yeah, but as it stands, I've I've grown up and I'm he's taking a, a break for an hour. He's, he's having a dry Sunday evening. <laughs> it's not, good. It's, it's not quite, a, quite the same ring as dry January, is it? A dry <laughs> a dry eight o'clock to nine o'clock tonight. Woof. What are you supping uh, on? I'm guessing you're. I, I'm things. just about to. Oh, see if he can do it. See how dexterous he is. Oh, a lovely looking can of Bira Moretti. Get that down your ears. Liquid gold, that. Ah! Here we go. It doesn't quite slap as a uh, pint of Stella and Poets. Doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, no. But that's that's where we were. That's where we were yesterday. Uh, talk to us about. What 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 happened yesterday as we record this on a Sunday evening? As a Sunday evening, so we, we, we didn't know when we were going to record next. We knew it would be soon. We didn't know if it would be after Swansea or if it would be after Bournemouth, but uh, we were high on life, weren't we, JJ? We were high on life and uh, we decided to make it so, as uh, Captain Picard would say. And uh, I think it's time to roll VT, if I'm being honest, JJ, because we did a few recordings. Just for, for for context, the VT that's about to be rolled, me and Jacob went to the Swansea game yesterday. Uh, we went to Poets first. We got merry. We went to the game. We had the best day of our lives. We tried to get a few recordings to document the day. We sort of forgot most of the day once we got into the ground to actually give an update and provide any thoughts. So we'll talk about it properly after, but here is... A few snippets of our day yesterday. JJ, we're strolling through the Meadows. We're about to get to Poets. Give me a score prediction. Uh, I've put £5 on 4-1 Nottingham Forest today. I'm fancying it. Four goals. And I'm going to tell you now, Surridge will start. <laughs> the biggest prediction going. Uh, I'm going to go with 2-0 Forest. Do it! JJ, we're, we're, deep, we're deep inside Poets Corner. We've just seen the team sheet because we've got exclusive access and we know that it's mind games. It's the same team, JJ. Who are you most looking forward to seeing on that pitch? Uh, I'm going to pretend that I'm on the phone so it doesn't look as awkward that I'm recording in public, which is quite a, uh, a clever technique. But unchanged squad, told you Surridge would start. Mind games, uh, still going 4-1. I forgot what question you asked me, to be fair. What question do you ask me? Which one are you most looking forward to seeing on the pitch? Uh, Stevie Cooper, you sexy JJ, we're in the city ground. We're about 20 foot from the uh, right-hand corner flagging the Bridgeford end. How are we feeling? Feeling great, mate. This is the most positive I've ever felt watching Forest. Can't wait for Jimmy Garner to get an assist right in front of us. You in red. Yeah, just the rhetoric. The sun is shining. Sunglasses are on. Everyone's had a belly full of beer from Forest. It ain't going to get better than this. Everyone enjoy it. Yeah. 
Joshua, we're currently in the middle lane on Trent Bridge. Talk to me. I can barely speak. That was unreal. At 1-1 one, one at half-time, I thought it's going to be one of those games. It was tight. But we've a quality show through. We were unreal. 5-1. We would have taken a six as well. You f***ing Reds. We're going up. We're actually going up. So, JJ, without any voice at the end of the game... It's safe to say you were you were pretty thrilled uh, as you yeah. find yourself on Sunday with a, a possible chest infection from singing so much. Yeah. What? How are you? How are you feeling now on reflection? I'm just feeling, as you could tell by the the end of those voice notes, I was weathered. I think you could say. But right as of right now, um, well over 24 hours since the game, uh, I just feel. I think literally on top of the world, like it's mental how much a football club and a football result can affect your general mood and attitude. Um, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled to be fair, uh, as soppy as it sounds. So positive. I just can't wait till the next one. Bring on Tuesday. What about you? I I mean, to bring on Tuesday sentiment, I, I this morning I was... Uh, Oh, well, sorry, this afternoon um, I was trying to lull a sleeping child to sleep in a sling on my chest and uh, I decided it'd be a fantastic moment to watch Steve Cooper's uh, post-match interview. And uh, yeah, he he said something that kind of, it just kind of, I think, really encapsulates how everyone feels about um, being a Forest fan right now. And he basically said he wishes that the Bournemouth game was last night he wishes that it was tonight as in Saturday night and it just yeah I like I, I, you know what yeah that's exactly what I felt I could definitely have stuck around for another 90 minutes of that because yeah. AFC Bournemouth were coming for you mate so but there's no uh, there's no ifs no buts no maybes <laughs> no no maybe so's um, we, so shall we have a bit of a discussion about the actual game seeing as we didn't really get a chance to provide much more of an insight than <laughs> they were too loud they were too loud if I'm being honest they'd have been useless wouldn't they so so, so we were sat there in the sun um, lower Bridgeford just by the corner flag first half um, was really I think frustrating it felt like we should have had a few but shall we start at the first goal talk to me about the first goal uh, the first goal came from nothing more than Jed Spence being the best right back in English football yeah. Um, oh, to that. He beats a man, beats a man, puts a really good ball into the box. Uh, and because Steve Cooper is a tactical mastermind, Jack Colback finds himself in the box, forcing the issue. Um, and yeah, it goes over the line. Uh, I mean, immediately as the ball heads towards the goal, uh, I was looking at the referee to see him clock his watch type of thing. And then, and then to see him kind of pull out a red card and then twig that he's given a penalty and... Well, I mean, a last man challenge on uh, Cyrus Christie was was interesting. Um, I did. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say because then he then headed over to the to the assistant and then to the uh, fourth official, and I was kind of 
obviously there's no VAR or anything like that, so I don't know what they're checking. They're not gonna they're not gonna rescind what's happened. Um but then I don't know, I just think it was good refereeing to, you know, discuss, take take his time, you know, realise that the ball had already gone over the line, so it's only a yellow card and a goal. Um I think I said to you at the time, JJ, I would probably personally have preferred the red card and the penalty. Um but as events unfolded, I think that would have been that would have, that'd have been much worse. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I think if they, if the way they were playing football, the way they were, the way they were, um, I don't know. They, they were playing for a draw at, at the very most. They weren't playing to win. Um, I just think if they'd have gone a man down, they'd have I don't know. They'd have dropped in even deeper, and I still think we would have won. But I don't think it'd have been exp- they'd, have, they'd have played expansive enough for us to get in behind for a five-one. No, um, I, I just think they were really frustrated in the first game. I think they came to frustrate us and. The little um, passes between the goalkeeper and the centre back, where they just literally waited with the ball, um, caused a lot of frustration in the crowd. And you could tell we were getting a bit agitated. They obviously got a goal back uh, not long after ours, and then proceeded to spend the rest of that half on the floor. It felt like the referee had sort of lost the game then. So going into half time, it felt like we had loads of chances, uh, didn't put them away. The ref hadn't quite got a grasp on the game. I know we said it was good refereeing for Cyrus Christie own goal, but it felt like they were just time wasting um, a lot of time. They were they were there yeah, for the draw, was- so I'm, I'm I think sat there at half time. It was a bit. I was going to say nerve wracking because obviously we just really wanted Forest to win, but he sort of didn't really feel that nervous at the same time because you knew we had the quality to absolutely take him. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I must admit, I didn't feel nervous in the slightest because the thing for me in football is if you're, if you're creating chances, you'll, you'll, you'll get an opportunity. I know it sounds just sounds like another thesaurus word for, for chances type thing, but, you know, the, the header that hit, the, the keeper made a great save onto the post. And then the, literally seconds later, the ball's recycled back in. The keeper makes a wonderful save. They both go in. Uh, we have the short corner from James Garner, who just a shout out because his set pieces were on absolute fire. He puts this, puts the short low corner into Joe Worrell, keeps and make, keeper makes an amazing save. It was just, I don't know. I feel like the game plan was perfect and from, from Steve Cooper and the just more that time went on, it just everything built so perfectly. And then obviously we come out for the start of the second half and we just didn't even give them chance to uh, get into that pattern again. And it's it's a wonderful set piece, Surridge. I think Surridge is on the keeper, moves back out. And yeah, James Garner again, his, his set piece deliveries were perfect. And, and as soon as it hits 2-1, there ain't no turning back. Yeah, um, Surridge. I mean, James Garner was fantastic. Surridge was fantastic. I don't think I could say one player that wasn't great um, mm. but yeah Surridge's Surridge had a sort of a bit of a not a fluff in the first half but there was a, a chance to lob the keeper uh, in the first half and it mm. it was a bit feeble so I'm glad that, that that same person has the balls to come out in the second half and just rattle out an incredible hat trick I think you're I think a lot of people's reaction to that chance speaks volumes about how highly rated Sam Surridge's finishing is because mm. I would literally describe his finishing as lethal yeah um, and I, th- I just think you know it's, it's, it was fairly early on in the match uh, the keeper was off his line uh, and I think I think you know I think I did expect him to bury it but 
it, it just it's just a test. It wasn't as easy a chance as it looked, if you know what I mean. So yeah. I think it's just a testament to to his ability. Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> some sort of just second goal. Good God, um, knew it was him. Knew it was him. It, as soon as yeah, it, it's very similar to the Huddersfield one, but quite a lot better, I think. Um, what a fit! I like we said last in the podcast last episode. Pretty much every goal he scored so far has been an absolute banger. High um, quality, high he's, quality. He's just got that a striker's instinct. And watching the the replays back today, the highlights when for a second goal, what he sort of broke off to make the run in advance of Jimmy Garner actually mm-hmm. winning the ball. So you know he's preempting these things, and the only reason he's so successful there is because he's made that decision before it's even on, uh, and when it becomes on, he's there ready to receive it. So. He's a really intelligent player uh, and his finishing is, as you say, lethal. So just just an incredible player. And I had my suspicions when we brought him that uh, yet another striker that doesn't have the most prolific goal ratio. Mm. Doesn't mean shit when you've got Steve Cooper at the helm. I mean, another great signing. We should just stop yeah. doubting them um, completely at this point. Trust, yeah, trust I mean, in the method. I think, I think, Keenan Davis may be a more complete player, um, but I think Sam Surridge is the perfect striker for this team. Yeah, the way the way that he gets in behind, the way he holds up. I mean, the, in this, particularly in the second half, he was kind of playing more on the left wing. I know Keenan Davis is a similar thing, but kind of he's then paired up with a with a defender that can't match him for for height and strength, and it's just yeah, it's just. He, He's a round peg in a round hole, to quote Billy Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you come to the come to his to the hat trick goal. Um, ah, just great, great play again. Uh, the cross takes the deflection from Spence, and just another high quality finish. You know, the, the the touch to bring it down off the post and straight into the back of the net. You know, a lot of players I think would have tried to move a bit more centrally and take it uh, take it off the ground rather than the volley, but he hits it so quickly. Um, we didn't give their, their frankly excellent goalkeeper any kind of chance yeah and Sam Sorridge is 23 years of age he's got plenty ahead of him I think he's mentioned that he hadn't really settled in at Stoke for whatever reason it didn't quite work for him I think safe to say that I think he's found his home at Forest I think he can obviously tell that the crowd absolutely love him um, yeah just what a great player Um and in terms of just our uh, sort of attacking options now for Forest, I know we're saying Davis is injured, Grabbin's injured, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we There was a stat that came out yesterday that because we had 17 shots on target yesterday, it was the highest tally of any side in the top four decisions this season, which is just incredible. That's 17 shots on goal? Yeah, 17 shots on target. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think yeah, I think yeah, their goalkeeper fucking phenomenal. Um, I mean, I mean, he didn't shower himself in glory for the for the fifth, the Alex Mighton goal. Uh, wonderful to see him on the pitch playing up front as well. Um, I think that was a really crucial to get him in, in as an option, given the fact there's a lack of strike on the bench. Um, yeah, and a great ball by Brees Samba, well anticipated and just a just a real poacher's finish. But um, their goalkeeper made a save from Alex Mighton just after that, just before the end of the game. And I think he caught it with his fingertips, like actually caught it with his fingertips on the floor. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just, just a, re- a really well, well-rounded performance. I think in the end. Yeah, just an interesting one as well. Just looking now, Forest had thirty percent possession. Um, 
it did not feel like Swansea had 70% of the ball, but mm-hmm. 30% possession, 27 shots, 17 on target. I mean, come on. That is, it's, that is some yeah. effort. I want to go, go back to the kind of the comparison I made to the way that Fergie had United play because it's, you know, it's still the way we play was still so attacking as as it, you know, 17 shots on goal, five goals. But it's, you know, you've, you can have possession but because if, if it's all between your goalkeeper and one of your centre-backs, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, and oddly enough, they 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 scored by a long ball over the top. Yeah, which yeah. you know, which was a very good pass. But any you know, looking at the replay, there's a. I mean, I think Colback is playing him on, but he, he could possibly be offside. But yeah, that was that was a just, weird goal. I don't, I don't, didn't quite understand what. I think, I think the way when the player cuts back in, um, I think it comes off Steve Cook's back, mm. and that's how it falls straight to him, rather than it being a really good touch. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up on Swansea, we'll talk about man of the match in a second and sort of general feelings of how we felt after the game. But I just wanted to make a few points. Alex Martin looks like he's hit the gym. I don't think Alex Martin a few months ago or last year has the strength to hold off to the defenders to get mm. his goal. I think his my criticism of him before was that he was a little bit lightweight. So yeah. great to see his determination. And Steve Cooper like did apologise in the pre in the post match as well for not for him not getting more minutes. Interesting. He said he uh, I try, I try to remember what he said. Something on the lines of, "I do really rate him, although it may not look like it with the lack of minutes he's got, but I'm trying to get him on the pitch." Basically, yeah. Well, I, do, I think that just shows the strength in the squad. I think he is mm-hmm. further behind in his journey than Brennan Johnson, but. If he keeps putting in the work, when he gets more minutes, maybe we see that he is a different player. But um, yeah. I thought he was great. Richie Larea, um looked on it as well. Really yeah. like the look of him. Um, if we don't get Spence, I really like the look of him as a as an option. But yeah. hey, 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 ho. What will be, will be. So yeah, they're just some quick points I wanted to make. Uh, have you got any other comments on the game or feelings? Um, just, just a, just a, I suppose, just a shout out to any Forest fan that was in the ground because I've, I've been going to Forest for it's about 15, 16 years now. Um, I think the first match I went to as a, as a spotty teenager with my friends was Swansea. I think it was Swansea in League One. And that's the first time. Maybe Liverpool was the complete first time, but I feel it was a strange one because we weren't sat in our normal seats where we'd like to sit. But this is the first time I felt that the whole of the ground was singing from the same hymn sheet. The whole of the ground was trying to get that team over the line. And I'm talking about like Brian Clough sounded loud. Like, of course it did. It's got the most fucking fans in it. Fucking sing. Um, It, it, yeah, I just it was it was really 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 I don't know. It just felt nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, you know what I mean. Just <laughs> yeah, it's a really good point. The atmosphere in general was top notch yesterday, and the songs we sang pretty much mm. the whole of the game, even when we were four yeah. one up. I know it dipped a little bit, but it was you just felt like that everyone in that stadium was behind Forest. Um, yeah, and I think at the end, which was incredible. Nobody left. Everyone was there. I just yeah. can't get enough started pumping out. Mm. Everyone was there. They stayed. They were watching, clapping the, the, the team on. They were waiting mm. for Steve Cooper's fist bumps. 
And then there's a lap of honour from the players afterwards because this is hopefully, <coughs> sorry, hopefully the, the last home game of the season. Um, so it just felt like a really special moment. And I don't yeah. think I've felt a club disunited in a long, long time. Um, long time. Yeah. Such a drastic change. I think I say this most weeks in the podcast, but such a drastic change from how toxic it felt before. I've gone from never feeling so detached to the club to never feeling so attached to the club. So yeah, yeah. It, it felt really Absolutely. special yesterday. Absolutely. Um, so now we're gonna we're gonna pick a man of the match. Um, something we'd probably like to do a bit more often, but as we, we catch up so sporadically, uh, it becomes a bit will bit kind of pointless. But uh, I am gonna say pick a man of the match, but you can't pick Sam Sorridge because you know you can't score a hat trick and not get a man of the match. So yeah, well, my, who, who my, is your man of the match if it's not Sam Sorridge, JJ? My answer was gonna be I've got two. One of them being Sam Sorridge. So mm. I'm glad you said that. Um, I'm going to have to give it to James Garner. I thought he was oh. absolutely liquid. Yeah, he he was. Um, Who's yours? I'm going to assume it's Garner as well. <laughs> it was Garner, yeah. But, you know, for, for sake of appearances, let's go with something else. Uh, who else was sensational? Worrell, Spence, Cook. I think you could list off the whole... The you whole. could list off the whole team. I think Ryan Yates did a really good quiet job you know the, the one that everyone always says that John McGovern did I think he did that yesterday he was he, he kind of drove them from behind um, Brennan Johnson quiet but still effective um, Zinc and Argyle, oh yeah absolutely he fantastic again. That, his, his link up play in the transitions is is, is unreal uh, Steve Cook looks like he's not I just had four weeks off Scott McKenna is the best centre back in the league, best um, left winger Bruce, in the league as well. At some yeah, points yesterday, yeah. Bruce Samba's commanding. Ah, um, oh, you know what? You know what? I'll, I'll I'll save face on picking one of them. I'll say the Swansea goalkeeper. God, I don't uh, even know his name. Don't even don't even know his name. Um, he probably pulled. He he is the reason it genuinely wasn't close to double figures. Yeah. So Swansea goalkeeper, whoever you are, Fisher. Um, Fisher, um, great game. Um, yeah, yeah, fair play, fair play. So, big three points leads us still because <laughs> Bournemouth, the team that we're chasing, still three points behind them. However, the goal difference means we've got one goal better than them in the goal difference. So, that leads us nicely to quite a big game on sick. Tuesday. <laughs> I think I'll, I think this is the biggest game Forest game in my lifetime Sporting Forest I think do you feel the same? Um, uh, I was there for the League One Yeovil to get promoted this is bigger um, this is bigger this is of course this is bigger yeah yeah it's just um, yeah yeah it's massive um, it's massive and how as it's of right, right now, Jacob? How are you feeling about Tuesday? Have the nerves kicked in yet? Uh, I, no, because I'm trying not to think about it. Um, I mean, being forced to speak about it right now is leaving me in a bit of turmoil. If I'm being honest, um, well, let's just start the podcast off there. What's the point? <laughs> um, I, I am confident. I am confident. 
that come what may it goes to the last game of the season. Yeah. If that, so I, I I I don't think I don't think they can beat us. Put it um, this way, yeah, I don't think we lose is my thoughts at this point. Yeah. Whether whether or not that means a win or a draw, um I just don't I just don't think they can beat us. And did am I right in thinking that Hull got an absolute trouncing at the weekend as well? Yeah, I think it was five nil against Bristol. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, Bristol, Bristol are terrible. Bristol have been literally the definition of mediocre all season as well. So if we can get it, oh, it doesn't even bear thinking about, it, does it? I was I was talking to I can't remember. I was talking to in poets before the game, and basically, you know, the way the way that I described it was, it's all in our hands. Yeah. If we win three, if we win the last three games, barring. I was gonna say catastrophe in goal difference, but it's not really a catastrophe. It is what it is, you know. If we if we were to win all three and not go up in goal difference, then we haven't scored enough goals. But you know, it's all in our hands, and normally that would petrify me. But with Steve Cooper in this team, it, it thrills me to bits yeah. because that's it. I know exactly that's exactly where he wants it. Yeah, when it when it was the whole we win the we win our last three games, we go up. I was really nervous. I think the game I was most nervous about was yesterday's. Well, it was Saturday's game against Swansea. You will be listening to this maybe on Tuesday, depending on when this is edited. But it was a game against Swansea that I was least looking forward to because I thought that's got all the makings of we're setting our sights high, bit of a banana skin. Mm. Uh, I'm really confident we beat Hull. I think... I think we should tick that off as three points. Obviously, championship, you never know. It's a weird league. But mm. Tuesday in itself just feels gigantic. <laughs> Obviously, if we lose, um, it's they've got it anyway. The consolation prize being playoffs and a possible third place finish is incredible. Um, whatever happens now, we've won, uh, really, as fans yeah. after this season. Yeah. Whether we, that's really important to remember. Really important yeah. to remember. Yeah. I know it's going to be really disappointing if we don't do it, if we don't sort of make it through the playoff semi-finals, whatever, but it is, we have to remember where we were after seven games. Um, I'm if- going to say it now. Sorry, I'm going to say it now. I'd rather lose Tuesday than lose on Saturday. I'd rather it not be possible on Saturday, if that makes sense. I'd rather lose to Bournemouth and they go up than, than, than lose on to... Than, Piss the opportunity away. Unpopular opinion, Jacob. I'd rather win both. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, no. I'm just saying. Like, I think that Snookers. if we lose, if we lose on Tuesday, and Bournemouth go up, but we go to Holland Trouts, then we're in a really great place for playoffs. Yeah. But if we were to beat beat Bournemouth, then get fucking trounced by Hull, then well, then yeah, we're not we're all that form is is lost in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. I. I I do. I'm very confident about Bournemouth. Uh, we mm. obviously they've they were free down to Swansea. They pulled it back for free free. They got a point against them. Swansea looked dreadful to me. I don't understand how they shipped three goals yeah. against them. So I think that's the sort of the levels at the minute. I think it's quite a good marker of where they're at and where we're at. I think really the pressure's on them. It's their ground. Oh yeah, yeah, their yeah. Second they, place. They, they, they've we're got the down. Yeah, the yeah. pressure's on them and I think that might get into the heads I think they've uh, been looking over their shoulder at Forest for quite a while and probably thought it was in our hands to just sort of give up on that um, yeah. but 
I don't think they would have expected to just carry on winning and winning and winning. So really, really, really nervous about Tuesday, but uh, 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 this is such a stupid statement. Really, really nervous about Tuesday, but at the same time, really, really confident. Um, It's going to be a really difficult watch. The Fulham game was painful at some times just because of how nerve-wracking it felt. Um, So I can't wait for it, but also I'm bricking it. So... Yeah. Either yeah. way, it's just really exciting. Um, yeah. And the I, the repercussions of three points, I just don't know yeah. what I'll do. If we it doesn't bear thinking about, does it? it? Tuesday evening, if we if we have three points, I just I just don't know. I don't know what I'll do. I I'll tell you what you do, JJ. Go on. You're just not you're just not good enough, my mate. Oh. oh. And I suppose on that bombshell, we'll. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll bid you adieu because um, if you if you're listening for the first time thank you very much for tuning in and if you're listening again thanks for coming back um, your voice your voice is crackling there it's crackling I've We're spoken struggling. too much we struggling will we be um, doing another episode prior to the last game of the season after the Bournemouth game I don't see why not sure look at that oh, for consistency consistency this is the uh Try to think, try to think of a joke. This is the quickest turnaround since yeah. everyone turned, since all the Derby fans turned on Mel Morris. He's the saviour. He's a piece of shit. It's the best turnaround um, since Chris Hutton. I uh, thought, you know, he's just wrap it up. We're struggling. <laughs> uh, you read. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>